0: Selena. And my name's Enso. And you're listening to Real Talk, where we talk for real about all the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that in. And you're listening to Real Talk, where we talk for real about the most recent movies we've watched. Today's
1: episode is going to be about just Barbie, not Barbenheimer. Mm -hmm. Because... I'm in Korea, so I don't get to Barbenheimer because Oppenheimer comes out mid-August.
0: Unfortunately. Um, Yeah, it's, dude, it's crazy you didn't get the Barbenheimer experience. Yeah, it's been insane. I, I live near New York and everyone, well, I'm exaggerating, but everyone in New York is deep into the Barbenheimer phenomenon. Like, the entire weekend last week, everyone was dressed up in pink, um, everyone was talking about Barbenheimer I was just sitting at a cafe and the group next to me was talking about Barbenheimer Um, I get on a subway I see someone dressed in all pink Um, I get to the theater 80% of the people are dressed in pink so it was it was insane I don't think I've experienced anything like this that's gotta be cool to experience yeah yeah you're you're living through history like a historical moment (laughs) it was crazy
1: Did you hear? Apparently the last time this happened was Batman something. Mamma Mia
0: and Batman.
1: Yeah, yeah. Another Chris Mm -hmm. Nolan movie.
0: I can't imagine, though.
1: It was a long time ago.
0: Okay. (laughs) Also, didn't you tell me you were wearing black instead of pink? I was. I I had like a dark red top and a black jean pant. Oh, okay. I thought it was all black, because you guys didn't have anything pink. It was supposed to be, but... All of my black tops were in the laundry bag, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. But my friend wore all black, so... It's more fitting anyway. We're not too
0: Barbie-like. Mm-hmm. But but in the Barbie movie, there is a scene where all the Kens were wearing all black, so it worked. Oh,
1: when they were one of the dancing bits? hmm yeah. So onto Barbie?
0: Yeah. So, well, my... In general, okay, my Barbenheimer experience, I watched Oppenheimer at 10 a.m. in Manhattan first. I had to travel from New Jersey, and Oppenheimer ended around 2.30, 2 2.00 p.m., and then me and my friend went to get dim sum, had dim sum for an hour or two, and then we went to Barbie um, at 4 p.m., which ended around 6, 6.30. That was my day. That was a week ago. That was a week ago, yeah. I
1: went to Barbie opening night, not necessarily on purpose, it just happened to be opening night that worked. Okay. And I was sitting next to these teens who were so annoying.
0: I'm sorry. Like,
1: you ha- you were telling me you had a good audience who like laughed at the right parts, mm-hmm. and it just made the overall experience more fun, but me, it was the kids next to me were laughing at all the wrong parts <laughs> and making pointless comments like oh chanel when that one chanel some like bag i think it was when barbie or margot robbie was dressed in all chanel
0: mm-hmm. they're no
1: like cares oh about chanel that, dude yeah oh chanel oh look at him oh haha that's so funny why the hell are you saying that's so funny oh, oh so annoying i just wanted to
0: kill yourself so, yeah. i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just wanted to, like, I don't know, I don't know what even. It was just so frustrating.
0: That sucks. Yeah, dude, I hate a bad audience.
1: Yeah, I hated this audience. And no one laughed at, for example, the 2001 parody in the beginning... I'm pretty sure no one got it, or anything else, really.
0: Damn. Yeah, everyone laughed at that in my theater. They laughed at everything. They laughed at Pride and Prejudice. Oh, that's my yeah. favorite
1: bit. We can talk about it later, but that was yeah, my favorite. We I
0: was gonna list all the other things they laughed about that that would include talking about a lot of the movie.
1: Yeah, right. Um, there were a lot of movie references, though. Kind of like, uh, what? what's that? Scream. Scream?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was very... Yeah, it was like meta-narrative. Mm -hmm, right yeah did it remind you of scream a little bit a little bit but to me it just it's one of the movies in the like meta movie canon or meta movie Mm -hmm. genre i was gonna say something oh yeah like just the meta-ness of the movie the movie is self-aware that it's about a plastic doll like a toy and so it really Mm -hmm. leans into that which makes it really easy for it to be meta about everything else in the world like brands you know, like corporate culture, patriarchy. Yeah, <laughs> the patriarchy bit. Okay. Yeah. That did you was have something. Barbies as a kid? I did. I did. I played with a lot of Barbies, which is weird because I don't really? care about them now. Yeah. Yeah. I was conditioned yeah. to play with Barbies because my parents bought me them.
1: I mean, so did my parents, but all I did was like pull them apart, their limbs.
0: Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I because- yeah, I don't think I did that.
1: No, it's, it's not violent. It's just, I didn't see the point in these dolls. Like, what would I be doing with them? I wasn't very creative, I guess. So I just wanted to see how, like, the sockets worked or something. So I would pull <laughs> them apart and put them back
0: together. Dude, see, born engineer. You're, <laughs> you're where you're no, supposed to be. No, I hate be. being an engineer. Okay. Well, I did cut my Barbie's hair. And I did, like, make-believe story time. Oh. Uh, where they're, like, acting. I don't know. What?! Um, yeah, but I stopped playing with them at some point. They were whatever.
1: So you feel no connection to that period of playing with Barbies at all when you saw this movie?
0: Honestly, no. I think I think because it was just such like a or maybe I'm just not very connected to some of my childhood experiences. Oh, okay. Oops. <laughs> I just remember I had I mean, not had, past tense, but I mean, I still have this cousin. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we're around the same age, and she would, like, steal my Barbie dolls and get jealous at me for having certain kinds of Barbie dolls that she doesn't.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that that's the strongest memory I have of playing Barbie. Oh, or maybe because I'm such a different person now compared to when I was a kid. that's why. That's why hmm. I feel disconnected to Barbies.
1: Okay, so not at all, like... Um, what's her name in the movie? The mom.
0: Ferrera's character?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, her name was Gloria.
0: Yeah, sorry. Maybe I didn't resonate with Gloria all that much, but I did like her character. Yeah, yeah, same. So we we did talk a bit about the movie before we recorded the podcast, maybe a little too much. Um. <laughs> but, but I mean...
1: We try not to do that, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, initially, your impressions of the movie weren't as strong as mine, so should we explore that gap?
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the audience or my bad experience, but I didn't really like the movie. But it was also like, what would you expect from a movie about Barbie? This is probably the best they could do with a premise like this. Yeah. And it's meant to be meta and whatever, self-aware, but also I'm kind of getting sick of those movies because it's like all of them want to be meta now. And it's getting not meta. It's getting more mainstream. At least that's how I feel.
0: Okay, but...
1: Or it's not clever enough? I don't know.
0: I would disagree. I think I think it was clever for the people that enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, It <laughs> wow.
1: sounds like only clever people enjoyed the movie. No,
0: no. I did not mean that. I mean... <laughs> I mean, the movie was clever for people that enjoyed it, I would say. At least, That's, that's... <laughs> not not that clever people enjoyed it, but not. That... <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I going to say? So I think one way to approach it is to see what the movie is trying to do. And, and for me, at least, like when I walked out of the theater, the movie was first and foremost like a comedy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I thought it was a really delightful comedy. And for me, the first movie that came to mind when comparing this movie with other movies is Clueless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's okay. like yeah, it's one of those movies that can join this group of Clueless, Legally Blonde category. Yeah, because it's it's funny. It's about this like dim-witted girl, but on the extra side, it's it's about Barbie in a Barbie world and the real world, I guess. Um, and it's about Ken's so yeah so I didn't take the movie as seriously as I would a serious movie um and I had a great time
1: I think I would have had a great time if it wasn't for the stupid teenagers but I did laugh a lot
0: and I actually Mm
1: -hmm. like almost teared up probably twice or felt something (laughs) twice dude and you
0: (laughs) and you say you didn't like it that much
1: maybe I maybe it wasn't the movie maybe it was literally just the kids next to me
0: no I I really think the audience matters so much and I was listening to the big picture too which is another uh-huh. movie podcast but um Sean Fennessy the host he was also talking about how the audience makes such a big difference for this movie um he said he felt oh. like he was going to a party and it was a great time
1: I was trying to that episode by the way is two hours long and I was trying to listen to it on my bus ride over back back here Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh yeah i fell asleep no fault of the podcast Mm -hmm. i was just very tired
0: sure sure i'm kidding (laughs) yeah no i mean before i even got into the theater it felt like a party like everyone in the amc was dressed up and then once we got in like most of them were adult viewers so the adults laughed at all the right adult parts
1: yeah right yeah not like stupid kids
0: yeah, yeah. Speaking of kids, there's also the the question of whether or not this film is for kids. I mean, it to some extent, it is targeted at kids. But also, I think I texted you about how some of the references are a little more high level, which means kids probably wouldn't get like kids wouldn't get the Pride and Prejudice segment. right Right. yeah
1: because straight up children's movies wouldn't go into a bit like that where it's obviously only for adults right even though they have more subtle underlying messages that are Mm -hmm. for adults
0: yeah and and the pride and prejudice bit was for like a different generation of adults like
1: yeah not even us
0: yeah but it worked for you so that's that's cool
1: I I laughed so loud, and I think I was the only one. Okay. I was laughing so hard at that, because it's so relatable. Except yeah. my Darcy, personally, is uh, mm. McFadden
0: okay. in...
1: Is, it, is his name Joe Wright, the director? Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, Joe mm. Wright.
0: Yeah, and that, that Pride and Prejudice segment was part of that whole larger segment where they talked about depression and anxiety, Barbie, which you forgot about, apparently sort of okay well that was so funny they it was like a little commercial montage i forgot when it came up in the movie like timeline wise but it became like a little commercial where they showed the these really stressed out looking unpretty barbie dolls with like fuzzy hair and they were like oh these new ocd depression anxiety barbies are going on sale and that was so funny the entire theater cracked up yeah 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 and they were likening that that experience of like depression and anxiety to like someone who would binge watch pride and prejudice and be depressed i feel personally attacked (laughs) i didn't name drop or say it was you (laughs) oh at least
1: i know i'm not alone
0: yeah and like yeah that's also a weird segment for kids per se but
1: yeah that might be way too mature if i was a kid watching this and they were talking about ocd and depression i'd be like what is that yeah right
0: yeah also like i i found the references to the supreme court really funny i don't know if you remember like barbie first goes to the real world and she sees a billboard with photos of like Miss America and she points to them oh, the and Supreme was like Code. Oh my <laughs> god, look the Supreme Court <laughs> Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. And like, yes, Supreme Court references also isn't something that kids would grasp, but No, you're right, yeah. yeah.
1: No wonder the idiots next to me didn't
0: ugh, Yeah.
1: Laugh at any of the Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But but some people say like there's there's something for everybody like kids could still enjoy it but it's also made for older audiences and then a big big part of the conversation is how it's for people that love and hate barbie apparently
1: yeah 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 it really does target everybody doesn't it maybe kind of i when i was watching i kind of got the impression that what about guys how how do they feel watching this i can't imagine watching this as a guy and particularly liking it much Uh, until Um, maybe towards the end when there was more Ken's conflict stuff, when it was mostly Barbie mm -hmm. and very feminist messages, I kind of felt like guys probably aren't enjoying this as much. I don't know.
0: I think... I think guys who are sexist will definitely not enjoy it, but the guys in my theater were having a great time. Okay. There's this middle-aged guy who kept going ha 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 at all the (laughs) adult jokes. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, also it's a New York audience, so they would be, like, liberal and would get a lot of the references, cultured.
1: But I feel like it's not... I think the reason I felt... Weird about it was, I felt like if a guy were to say he didn't enjoy the movie, he'd be labeled as sexist or something. I think I could see that happening.
0: You mean he would be liberal and not sexist, or?
1: No, he would be labeled as sexist if he were to say that he did not enjoy the movie.
0: Um... Maybe, yeah.
1: That would definitely happen in the state.
0: But also, apparently a lot of the comments, negative comments about Barbie, well, some of them from guys, is that it's about feminism. Right, exactly. So it does right. mean that they are sexist, I guess. Yeah, um, okay. And what did you think about the performances? Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu, Barbies.
1: Ugh. i mean none of actually you know what none of the performances were distracting or anything except what really sort of distracted me was scott evans he was one of the kens he's chris evans's brother
0: oh my gosh who is scott evans
1: (laughs) he's an actor he's chris evans's brother and i i wasn't sure because i didn't know before the movie and i was looking at him like that looks a lot like chris evans's brother this is not this is kind of killing me and also i i didn't enjoy his uh, <laughs> his ken
0: you did or didn't did not oh yeah i i don't even remember or simu's his character.
1: ken i did not enjoy simu's ken either but really it it didn't really matter cuz he re- he really didn't matter in the movie anyway
0: yeah i think simu's ken is more like a foil to ryan gosling's ken someone there too and also
1: there for the asian representation
0: i guess so but i feel like i feel like it made sense to have casted simu for that role like he fit that annoying role pretty well that role of like an annoying <laughs>
1: ken you're right maybe that's why I, I, it didn't make me so mad because his character is meant to be annoying and i find yeah him annoying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and if you take it as annoying ken then you also find it funny that he's He's doing all these things mm-hmm. on screen. Also, don't know if you noticed half of... Okay, I'm exaggerating, but half of Sex Education was there, the cast of Sex Education. Have you seen Sex Education?
1: No, I did not realize at all.
0: Damn. So one of the Barbie, the physicist, I think, Emma Mackey, she was in Sex Education. The One of the corporate guys, I don't know if he was an intern or just an employee, but the guy who was working in the basement of Mattel... And then he went up the elevator. He was also in sex education. No idea. Okay. And one of the Kens was in sex education.
1: Was there a meta message there? Or was was that just...
0: I think that was just a coincidence. Or or maybe um, Greta Gerwig really liked them. Mm-hmm.
1: I really, really enjoyed Ryan Gosling's performance because mm-hmm. he has impeccable comedic timing yes yes i don't think you've watched the nice guys with russell crowe Mm -hmm. and ryan gosling but it's funny you should watch Mm -hmm.
0: it i will watch it like he's
1: great and yeah and when he was on snl it was also great
0: okay cool yeah he was great in this um and some people are saying he should be nominated for best supporting actor for the oscars
1: i don't think he will (laughs) but okay
0: okay they say it also depends on like the slate who else gets nominated
1: be okay be honest when ryan gosling was on screen where were you looking
0: What do you mean? Oh, I, okay, look, I I don't always get caught up by physical appearance, so, you know, I was looking at his face and I was listening to his dialogue, except the part where he wore this jacket and nothing underneath. Oh, like a vest? Yeah. Okay. And you can really see the lines.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No further comment.
0: Some people were saying Margot Robbie's performance was really great too. Like it's worthy of also best actress nomination, at least nomination.
1: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. She's really good at crying on cue. And I could tell that came in useful when she first went into the real world. And you know that scene where there's an old lady sitting on the bench? And she looks at her, and she's like, "You're mm-hmm. so beautiful."
0: Yeah, that was a nice scene.
1: That part actually made me tear up. I really liked that scene.
0: It moved me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really moving. Apparently, that old lady was is a costume designer. Oh. Called Anne Roth, and she's friends with Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. And I saw an interview where Greta was talking about how that scene is what the whole movie is about. How I forgot what she said exactly, but she said that scene is like the heart of the movie. And I could, I would agree.
0: Yeah, I I would agree too. I was very moved.
1: I feel like Korea really needs that message because people here are literally plastic. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> oh, good one! Oh my gosh, they're literally plastic, and they could yeah they could really use that. They
1: are so. I guess this is a whole other thing, but
0: go for it! Yeah, you know, people in this podcast also needs need to know how fucked up this place is yeah
1: (laughs) no it's just they're so particular about how everyone should look and it really is literally one ideal barbie Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it's still that way and everyone will get plastic surgery to look that way and they would not look at that old lady and say that she's beautiful they would never say that because she's wrinkled and old and that can never be beautiful here so ah they really need this I don't think anyone would have gotten it, though.
0: Damn. Yeah, I know. Speaking of, since I live in, like, New York City, which is essentially a liberal bubble, that message might seem trite or something that everyone supposedly knows. But I forget that there are still places like Korea where where you really (laughs) need this message. But at the same time, as you said, they probably won't get it. So I don't know. Damn. Yeah, you're right. It really, really speaks to that. So what do you think the message of Barbie is? I was going to put that on you and ask you what it was. Um, Because honestly,
1: I forgot most of the movie. I saw it like two weeks ago.
0: Okay. Also, in all honesty, as I mentioned before, like when I walked out of the theater, I wasn't really thinking about the message. I just thought about how it was such a great great comedic experience
1: okay mostly the comedy Mm -hmm. well if you've seen Greta Gerwig's other movies it's very much like those I guess it's like what it means to be a woman uh life struggles everything really
0: yeah no you're definitely right yeah it's about also finding yourself as a woman or a person in this world that cares so much about superficiality Mm mm-hmm yeah it was it was also funny when barbie goes into the real world and starts getting like low-key harassed by men like the one guy who slapped (laughs) her butt and she turns around and punches him
1: Uh, yeah we all have that experience of like walking the streets and getting catcalled
0: yeah but she knew how to defend herself because this was like abnormal to her
1: right Um,
0: so i actually thought now in retrospect it, it was really clever how they reversed Barbie World with the real world. I think that was a really interesting reversal.
1: Yeah, and how they went to the real world and you could see the differences.
0: Yeah, and how I don't know if Barbie World was a matriarchy or like a Barbiearchy, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same thing, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it was. That was super interesting now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was clever.
1: And a lot, but a lot of the messages or a lot of the funny bits about how unlike Barbie Land the real world is was centered around the states. So, like the Supreme Court, what else? The presidents on the.
0: Oh, Mount Rushmore?
1: Yeah, Mount Rushmore, and everything was just centered on the states, and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else was really getting it.
0: Oh, in your theater, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, also, do you remember, like, the the montage of patriarchy when Ken was, like, walking around California? And then you start seeing, like, clips of horses, men, guns, maybe. (laughs) Like, him discovering the patriarchy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, that was funny. But that was also, I think, maybe American-centric. And I wonder if that resonates Mm -hmm. with the men of other countries. I mean, in a
1: way, yes, because aren't horses universally... A masculine thing.
0: True, true, perhaps.
1: But yeah, the guns and stuff, it was very American, yeah, the Mm -hmm. whole movie.
0: But did you realize that the majority of cast wasn't American? No, I did not, but I'm not that surprised.
1: I feel like that happens a lot, where it's just foreigners playing Americans.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think another conversation about the movie that I heard of was people were surprised that a lot of the cast wasn't American. All the leads... Uh, most of the side characters. Yeah, Ryan's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Simu is also Canadian. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Margot's Australian. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so I think because Barbie acts a lot like... I mean, the Barbie the movie behaves like a comedy. It's not meant to convey something that feels extremely deep or true to life in a way that an indie movie tries to be. Right. Yeah. So I... I am fine with the fact that it's not something that's incredibly deep or makes you want to write a hundred page essay about. But I feel like you could you could do that with Barbie still. You right, could try yeah. to pick out some themes and elements and stuff But still initially do that. it's more in your
1: face and that's kind of the part I didn't like about its deep message. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I guess that's also what makes it undeep, the fact that it's in your face. But mm-hmm. also that's intentional, I would say. Cause it's it's a plastic world. It's a very in your face world. Yeah, and for me, it worked. It worked that the messaging was also in your face because okay. everything was so in your face. I did so maybe because I just don't like cringy teenagers <laughs> or moody teenagers. But initially, when that teenage girl I forgot her name came up. I was like, uh... Yeah. But but I mean, that's how it is, I guess. That's how. I
1: didn't really care are. for her. I mean, who likes teenagers?
0: Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Unfortunately. Only teenagers like teenagers.
1: And we're saying mm-hmm. this as people three years out of teenagehood or whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ken's I am Kenough t-shirt, that's hilarious.
0: Oh, yeah. That's cute.
1: That's so Ken. And you know who needs that? Kendall Roy.
0: Well, no, this works. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, like, Ken, Kendall Roy memes. Yeah, too. and they work so well. My has been well. sending them to me. Yeah. Yeah, he is a Ken. Oh. Depression Ken. Oh, okay. Also, I think, I know we talked a little bit about the opening, like, the 2001 Space Odyssey reference. Mm-hmm. But after that opening, you see Barbie World and Margaret Robbie floating out of her room. And you hear the narrator, don't know if you remember, but I think the narrator was... Helen Mirren. I, I don't... sorry? Helen
1: Mirren's the narrator. That was great.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Dame Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah that okay. was
0: really great. And also, Lizzo's song? No idea. That started narrating Barbie World, oh. um, so a song kicks in.
1: And where the lyrics Lizzo, are totally, like, uh, corresponding with the movie?
0: Yeah, yeah oh yeah 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 that was really good too and there were two versions the second version was when something went wrong okay with barbie world yeah that that i thought i had a great time with that that was really well done
1: yeah that was funny i wonder who wrote the lyrics it's gotta be whoever wrote barbie right which is greta
0: greta gerway yeah. yeah probably and noah bomback
1: yeah right haha <laughs> <In parentheses. laughs> mojo dojo casa house Sorry, that's just stuck in my head. What about it? Do you want to come to a Mojo Dojo Casa House? <laughs> it reminded me yeah, of. Yeah, that was um, funny too. How in Spider Verse, they're like. Chai tea is like saying chai tea? tea?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like
1: Casa House? Okay, house house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a coincidence that two movies this year did that.
1: Yeah. Um, true.
0: Yeah. I Did you find. Also, the part where um, Gloria's husband came up, and he was practicing Spanish every time he came up. Yeah,
1: yeah. That
0: was cute. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny when it cut to the scene where he starts... He, he was using Duolingo, apparently, and he was, like, saying boligrafos. Which means? I don't know.
1: <laughs> you should be improving on your Spanish, <laughs> and you know it.
0: I know. I don't know. I should have looked that up, but... and. I
1: guess a lot of movies these days are... They have these jokes that are for the Spanish-speaking audience in the States.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this movie was one of them.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: I forgot what other um, movies, but I remember recently seeing at least two movies that were also like that.
0: Spider-Man? Oh, was Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention this in the beginning, but um, I think I also told you over text, but... Much of the exposition or opening of Barbie, we've already seen like through commercials mm-hmm. and teaser trailers, video clips that they released. Um, if you've watched them. Yeah, you're right. Which I did, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But it was fine. <laughs> so okay. for the first 10-15 like, minutes, I wasn't sure how much novelty I would feel or how surprised I would be by the movie. But by the end... I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. It was just like the first 10-15 minutes of content that I've already seen where I was yeah, unsure about where I was going because we've seen so much of it already. Okay,
1: I hadn't seen much of it. I only saw the first initial trailer and then stopped looking at anything Barbie Mm -hmm. just because I did not like the first trailer.
0: Okay, which one was the first trailer?
1: The one that just teased the cast and it has Mm -hmm. that clip of Simu dancing like this.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that one. Dude, I loved the first trailer. I thought it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I saw it and I got the vibe of the movie. Like, it was going to be, like, fun, slapstick, unserious. Right. Yeah, and I got excited. Speaking
1: of dancing, maybe this is completely random, but Ryan Gosling. You know how he used to dance as a kid? He was a dancer. Mm-hmm. And I swear some of the moves he was doing when he was dancing was, l- like, a callback to his days dancing as a kid and it was so funny just to see him dancing like that again
0: mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was yeah you know. maybe what did you think about the music
1: right back to the music uh didn't notice it much by the end credits they they're playing billy eilish's song mm-hmm. which i when i initially heard it i was like oh what's that song and that's about it to be honest and the lizzo one was okay. was funny didn't Nicki minaj or whoever the hell sang barb barbies yeah
0: sometime. again for this yeah i'm a barbie girl yeah
1: you know like a world. remix
0: of that yeah yeah
1: don't remember hearing it though
0: i think maybe it was there at some point but i don't remember either um the one song that i really liked was like charlie xcx's version of like hey barbie you're so fine you're so fine you blow my mind oh yeah i loved that i was like jamming to that <laughs> that was fun
1: maybe i should yeah. start jamming to it when i drive to work
0: yeah 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 yeah, I thought the music worked really well. I really loved the music. And apparently it was arranged by Mark Ronson. Or Mark Ronson did the score. Oh no.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Why not? Uh, just, you know, one of
1: those names that are like, oh, uh, him again. Okay.
0: I wished there was more Dua Lipa in the movie. But it's fine. At least she appeared. What? She she was in the movie? Dua Lipa? Yeah, dude, she was Mermaid Barbie.
1: I remember there being John Cena when there were mermaids. Was she with John Cena? I remember there being John Cena when there were mermaids. He was there.
0: And Dua Lipa. Okay, so it was. Who was them. serving him. Oh yeah. no! I was just looking at him. <laughs> oh wow.
1: No, it's not okay. like that. Yeah, she... But it's just like he's so big, and like you're just looking at him. I didn't see her at all.
0: Yeah, he he was out of place. Yeah, very it's much. Okay.
1: Apparently he wasn't um, she... meant, he wasn't even meant to be in the movie. He was just there because he ran into Margot or something, and Margot was like, "Do you want to be in Barbie?" Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a oh, wow. okay. very random, spontaneous thing.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I didn't care for his appearance; felt wrong, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, I don't care for his acting in general. Period.
0: Yeah, well, Lipa was also putting on an American accent. Not that you remember, but that was. Is she not American? <laughs> She's British. Oh,
1: I'm so not in touch with, or I don't know what, yeah, I'm so not in this culture of American, or like mainstream music. I don't know anything.
0: Okay, that's fine. It's okay. I guess that's why the music mattered less to me. I'm not gonna judge you. I feel judged. I normally don't listen to anyone on the soundtrack except for Dua Lipa. Okay,
1: that's kind of surprising that you would listen to Dua Lipa.
0: Oh I love Dua Lipa. Oh, She what? has that retro disco vibe going on, oh. at least her previous album. Yeah, I really like that. Interesting.
1: Well, I have Yeah, to and see. she's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you been listening to the soundtrack after watching the movie?
0: Not as much as I thought I would be. Not not much actually, no. Oh, no
1: Barbie energy, no Kennergy in your work week?
0: One time at work, yeah. one time at work, <laughs> I played the soundtrack because I needed some motivation yeah but that was it
1: you know what doesn't work on me anymore listening to the succession soundtrack to concentrate it no longer works
0: same same we've used it up yeah i know did you end up getting that record no no No. maybe one day i'll be rich enough to dish out 180 dollars for a vinyl yeah not today for the
1: succession soundtrack season one
0: yeah yeah because it's High in demand, but they only released a hundred or a thousand copies, probably a thousand. Yeah, and they're all sold out. (laughs) So people are selling them again, like reselling them for a much higher price. Crazy. Yeah, capitalists, like the Mattel bosses.
1: Oh, speaking of Mattel, I did not enjoy Will Ferrell
0: in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think they underused him. Yeah. Maybe.
1: There was one bit that was just, like, from his comedic timing or nature that made me laugh. But, yeah, in the movie, not really. I'm a fan of Wolf but in the movie, not really.
0: He was more of a caricature in the movie. Like, mm, there wasn't right. too much to him. And his character arc was also, like, not logical. Like, doesn't really make sense. I don't know. I guess he wasn't even the real villain to begin with.
1: Who? There was a villain? Who was the villain?
0: Or antagonist, like the Ken transition.
1: Okay. Well, I, you know what? I bet the men would have seen the Barbies as the antagonists.
0: Maybe, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you remember when they were there was like a montage of all the discontinued Kens and Barbies? Mhm. And among the discontinued Kens, there was a Sugar Daddy Ken, but that was apparently because his dog was named Sugar or something. And that was yes, hilarious.
0: Yes. That was hilarious. That's so funny. And the pregnant Barbie was also really funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so
1: distracting. Yeah, and when the
0: pregnant Barbie appeared beside Wolf Farrell at yeah, the end, and yeah. he was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Dude, yeah. And then there's. No, dude, kids wouldn't get any of this. I
1: i guess not yeah especially sugar daddy can un- unless their dad's a sugar daddy
0: or unless they have a dog named sugar
1: <laughs> yeah right that's the way they would get it and then they call their dad like i don't know what dogs are named these days were there any other cans yeah. or barbies that you really other than like depression barbie and ocd barbie or whatever anxiety barbie
0: i yeah i mean i agree i thought all the discontinued barbie references were super funny and creepy barbie <laughs> <laughs> yes creepy barbie <laughs> so
1: many barbies have been damaged like yeah. that
0: Yeah, it was i thought it was a nice touch at the end and maybe this was something you thought was cliche when you were first watching it mm-hmm. but but i guess it's a nice touch when they included or created regular barbie oh
1: okay don't really remember with
0: gloria's character she proposed for there to be a regular barbie
1: wow so novel <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah but it was like it was like you know nice and cheesy how
1: is cheesy nice
0: when everything else in the movie is cheesy mm. so you can overlook the fact that it's cheesy but yeah you know i can so this is one of those movies where i can see how maybe on a first viewing someone wouldn't be able to get on board with it or found it cheesy and unnovel if they didn't have a good experience like yeah. i feel like it it treads a very thin line tonally where you just have to buy into the world to fully enjoy and right yeah it. yeah
1: yeah maybe that's why they release so much it's to kind of get you acclimated into the world that yeah the movie's about
0: yeah you're totally right yeah apparently they spent more on marketing than the actual movie
1: what wow
0: like billions of dollars apparently i could be wrong and i could be making this up but i think
1: on the other hand oppenheimer's like they don't want you to see any of it or know anything particularly about the Mm -hmm. movie and they like and there were there was a joke about how they're not doing any marketing at all kind of true. okay
0: that is kind of true except in some of the amcs they have a countdown for oppenheimer
1: okay speaking of oppenheimer look what i have on my desk
0: nice american prometheus how much have you read Are you enjoying it?
1: Uh, not much. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I've been reading it at work. No one at work is gonna listen to this, so... I'm a chapter... uh, two chapters in.
0: Would you recommend it?
1: Um, it's written very well, kind of like a novel. So yeah, if you're... if you want to. It's very long, and if you're not interested in science, which I guess I'm not, but... it might be fun.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was very tempted to reference scenes and stuff from oppenheimer here but i won't
1: yeah you can't i will kill you okay
0: okay i won't yeah
1: (laughs) trying so hard to avoid anything
0: do you think you'll enjoy oppenheimer do you think you'll love oppenheimer
1: what do you mean what kind of question is that i'm excited because paul schrader talked about how great it was and he's like a reliable sort of reviewer for me i suppose
0: Okay. I don't
1: like that smile on your face right now.
0: No, I'm just yeah. But I'm getting the vibe that it's not. Totally a sane man. (laughs) I'm kidding. He's great. He's great. I saw him in person a few months ago and he's he's cool.
1: Yeah, which I hate you for. You said he was funny. You went to see Mishima?
0: Oh yeah. I went to see Mishima, which was fantastic. And he was funny. He was he was sane. He was he was sane.
1: Oh, uh, the reviews for Master Gardener, by the way, are coming in, and they 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 are not looking good.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they weren't looking good when they first released the movie last year too. Oh, but I I'll still watch it, you know. Yeah, yeah, same. Oh, what did you think of Alan?
1: Right, I was gonna mention Alan when we were talking about the Ken's discontinued Kens and Barbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, good, and Michael Cera was kind of perfect for Alan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was funny. <laughs> yeah, he was. Did you know um. What's his name was supposed to be Alan? Oh, oh, uh, that guy from that Netflix Mind show. Mindhunter. Yes. How did I forget his name? I love him. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised. Did it start with a J? Jonathan Groff. And then he's, uh, he didn't accept it? I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. But it would have been a very different role.
1: Yeah, it would have been. I just saw an article title that said, in quotes, uh, i can't believe i'm saying this but i can't be alan or something like that
0: okay okay interesting but yeah michael Sarah was perfect for it he was yeah was alan gay
1: <laughs> oh i did not get those vibes now <laughs> you're the one getting all the gay vibes from movies
0: because uh, i've been seeing references about it and yeah they've been referencing him as gay yeah maybe kind of closeted oh maybe yeah
1: overwhelmed by all this, ke- this heterosexual energy
0: Yeah, so he ended up hanging out with the girlies. Yeah, trying to run away with them.
1: (laughs) The part where he beats up all the...
0: (laughs) Construction workers. Yeah, yeah,
1: trying to escape Barbie land.
0: Yeah, and the Barbies didn't even end up leaving. (laughs) Something else I found really funny
1: was uh, when Margot Robbie's Barbie said, I would never wear heels if my feet were shaped like this. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. It makes no sense that we still wear heels.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good.
1: That was pretty funny and relatable.
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I, okay. I wear a type of heel to work, but they're like, they're like flats with heels.
1: Like platforms?
0: Sort of. Low heels, but it's like disguised as a flat. I don't know how to call it. but
1: Okay. I've literally only worn heels to prom and then my graduation ceremony in high school.
0: That makes sense. But also for people like me, you know, if you're short, sometimes that boost helps with your self-esteem.
1: Oh, really?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Okay. yeah. And something else I wanted to note was, I thought Helen Mirren's voiceover was great. I thought she was perfect as the narrator. Mm-hmm. And something else that was really funny that made me laugh out loud was when Margot Robbie's Barbie, once again, is crying and talking about how she feels not pretty and then there's like a record scratch and then you hear Helen Mirren go note to filmmakers Margot Robbie is not the right person to cast to make this point
0: yeah and that
1: was so funny <laughs>
0: that was... I was laughing
1: so I was capping.
0: yeah same <laughs> same yeah dude I loved that they sh- like the narrator just said what everyone was thinking yeah right so exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I'm glad that I was so self-aware like that. It, it just makes the movie work yeah. for me. But also, I guess it really helps that Margot Robbie's acting felt so sincere too. Even though as someone who's like really beautiful and gorgeous, you can feel like the innocence of her Barbie character.
1: Yeah, you're right. She probably mm-hmm. still feels that way as a woman and especially as someone in Hollywood. Yeah. All these insecurities.
0: Yeah. And I was looking at some of her interviews recently, and she seems like a pretty genuine person, surprisingly. Oh, really? For a lot of the Barbie interviews, she seems to be more informative. Like, she starts talking about, like, the related themes of the movie, and she seems really invested and passionate about it. So I thought that seemed quite sincere, yeah.
1: Oh, is that because she's a producer?
0: Yeah, yeah, that too.
1: Oh, is she a producer on this
0: film? she is she is
1: okay that makes sense
0: apparently she pitched it to warner brothers too oh wow
1: oh something i want to ask you was who would you have liked to see as a ken or barbie who do you think would have been a good ken or barbie that we didn't get to see in the movie
0: good question damn i guess because i don't outside of the movie i don't care for barbies and kens i didn't have anyone in mind but now that you mentioned i mean previously mentioned scott evans Mm -hmm. i would have liked to see chris evans as a ken
1: right yeah me too
0: (laughs) yeah and because the barbies in this movie were so diverse i guess like anyone could have been a barbie honestly like there was there's probably no one person that
1: true but there are some kens that i thought i would have liked to see
0: okay who who are your kens
1: well First of all, these are just actors that I like for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. But I'm mentioning them mostly because they can be really funny on screen, and one of them is Brad Pitt.
0: Okay, I would. I felt like that would have been. He had a cameo in Deadpool. That's true. I felt like he would have been a little over the top. His presence in the movie.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying he should have been in the movie. I'm just saying that. Uh-huh i would have liked to see him as ken or that i think he's a good okay. candidate
0: okay. he could have been like an old ken <laughs> <laughs> that made a cameo
1: yeah okay you're right the movie's ages there were no old peop- barbie
0: land is ageist old ken the movie is not ageist
1: oh you're right because
0: the old woman comes up in the real world that's a good point
1: And someone else I was thinking of was like both Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal, they would have been funny, they're really funny guys.
0: They would have been, they would have been. But also age group wise.
1: Oh, you're right! I don't know what that (laughs) says about me. Okay, never mind. (laughs) They didn't. But to be fair, I'm pretty sure Ryan Gosling is around their age. So yeah,
0: Hmm. apparently Gal Gadot was also a candidate for Barbie.
1: Yeah, right. I would have hated that. I would have hated it.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't have liked that either.
1: Since this is a Greta Gerwig movie, didn't you say you were seeing Frances Ha soon? Like next month?
0: August, yep.
1: Yeah, because I saw it quite recently and it reminded me a lot of Barbie Oh. in s- some ways. I saw
0: that you gave it 3.5.
1: Did I? Okay, it could be four stars on a good day. I, I don't know. Like, okay. I liked it. But yeah, it's good. You, I think you'd like it. Okay. Oh, someone I follow on Letterbox recently saw Frances Ha.
0: Me too. Someone I followed watched it recently. Oh, it's May. Oh, I guess because of Barbie, right? No, she hasn't
1: seen Barbie yet, but she will soon. But yeah, it's because of Barbie.
0: The person I know probably watched it because she just watched Barbie.
1: Yeah. It's kind of cool that people are discovering more of Greta Gerwig's movies or re-watching them because of Barbie.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Greta Gerwig, I don't know if you even noticed any of this, but any thoughts on, like, the directing?
1: Oh, I didn't really notice it.
0: I guess, like, comedic timing is part of directing, too, so she was able to direct that and make sure it comes off the way it does. I mean, the whole movie is because of, I guess, her, yeah. I mean, the pacing.
1: Yeah, you're right. I just hadn't noticed the directing much yeah but maybe it's good that i didn't Mm. notice like
0: also yeah i guess smart choice of making barbie world an actual plastic world where certain things aren't real
1: yeah like the backdrops i don't know if wizard of oz was like that was wizard of oz like that
0: oh maybe maybe yeah
1: do you remember at one point uh the backdrop was of the netherlands there were like windmills and tulips
0: yeah (laughs) riding the bikes
1: yeah right so dutch
0: yeah. yeah You're right, it is
1: because of her as a director,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess everything at least for me, everything came together so well because of her as a director. hmm yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, yeah, actually, no, I watched an interview of hers yesterday, and she just kept praising everyone else on the set, like the set production lead, the actors, and how she felt like she needed to be worthy for them so so, in her eyes, the movie works because of them and i guess it works because of everyone but it's just it was nice to see that she acknowledged them even though she was also a very very big part of its success
1: oh that's nice she wrote it too right so yeah what do you think of her as an actress were you a fan of hers before as a either a director or an actress or a screenwriter
0: honestly i wasn't a huge fan I I also haven't seen her in a lot of movies as an actress, except for the most recent one was um, White Noise, which I did not enjoy, so that was my (laughs) last impression of her. But I remember really enjoying Lady Bird. It was such a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I also really enjoyed Little Woman. It was also a while ago. Yeah,
1: same. I haven't seen Little Women. I've only seen the old version with Christian Bale, but Lady Bird was good.
0: Yeah, this Little Woman was very good when I watched it, but back then I didn't have... The capacity to to understand what it means to be.
1: The same appreciation of cinema.
0: Yeah, well, and yeah, to see what makes a good director good. Right, yeah. So I feel like if I revisited those movies, I would, yeah, I really love them. Because um, a lot of my friends were raving about either Little Woman or Lady Bird. A lot of people say Lady Bird is one of their favorite movies, so. Yeah.
1: I saw Lady Bird quite recently. It's not that good. Okay. There's so many movies to revisit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely excited for her. Like, I, I'm i definitely looking out for her new work.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for future movies. Maybe this is an overstatement, but because of this whole Barbenheimer thing, I feel like she's risen to the ranks of almost Chris Nolan.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: she's very well known and regarded now.
0: Also, listening to a podcast, I was talking about how she's now part of... A specific set of actors of this generation sorry not actors directors of this generation I forgot who they mentioned but yeah Chris Nolan is one someone else um they mentioned Jordan Peele even though he's a bit older but he also is like an up-and-coming director yeah cool yeah all of her movies have been like a hit nothing has been amiss yet directing wise yeah true true so even though like initially you told me you'd didn't like it that much i feel like as you talked about it here today it seems like you did in retrospect you did enjoy it and you you could really appreciate some of the moments
1: yeah i guess as my anger towards the stupid teenagers faded and i remembered the parts i liked about the movies and as we talk about it i realized that the movies was enjoyable
0: yeah testament to the movie
1: But still, it doesn't change the fact that I found parts cheesy or too in your face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all of what you said is fair. But but for me, yeah, the cheesiness and the -the on-the-nose elements were the movie. Like, they they made the movie. They were part of it. Uh Right, yeah.
1: To be honest, I think I would have really enjoyed this movie if I went to watch it with you or, like, a better audience. And... If we went out for drinks right after like that kind of vibe that would have been perfect
0: yeah that would have been perfect yeah (laughs) yeah i think anyone and i guess this is what is happening to some people's viewing experience but if you expect it not you not you particularly (laughs) but if you expect it to be something that is like a cinematic masterpiece like oppenheimer something that's serious and is like conventional yeah, that's true. Very cinematically conventional, then you would you wouldn't be going in with like the right expectations. You probably would be disappointed.
1: Yeah, that's true. I feel like you have to go in with the right not really expectations, but mindset. Yeah, right. Mindset. You need to go in with the right mindset.
0: I want to say just one thing about Oppenheimer. I'm just going to reference it, but Okay. But in contrast to Barbie, right? Oppenheimer was a much more conventional movie. Yeah, okay. That's all I will say.
1: Okay, that's not saying much. By the way, did you enjoy that combination of Oppenheimer watching it on the same day?
0: Um, it was like a long day. Like I all I did was watch movies and eat. Um
1: what? That sounds like the perfect day. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Oppenheimer was definitely longer. It felt longer, but I didn't mind it. Yeah.
1: What does that mean though that you didn't mind it?
0: It means that they're just such different movies. It it wasn't necessarily complimentary.
1: Okay. It sounds like you're more moved by Barbie than Oppenheimer.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I like by the end of the movie, I was really moved, and while I was being moved, I thought to myself, "Wow, I'm so surprised I'm being moved <laughs> <laughs> by a Barbie movie." <laughs> yeah, so it snuck up on me. Not to continue talking about Oppenheimer, but Oppenheimer was more of, like, a cerebral experience, very dialogue-driven, and, yeah, you'd have to think a lot more during the movie, make sure you're following everything during the movie.
1: Yeah, like, all of Chris Nolan's movies.
0: That is true, you're right, exactly, exactly.
1: But then, aren't all his previous films either science fiction or, or fiction, at
0: least? Mm-hmm. And this
1: is the first non-fiction movie, so I don't really know what to expect. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a bit different. Yeah, I don't even know if I should re-watch the movie. It's three hours long, and I don't know if I'll feel differently after I re-watch it.
1: Have you seen Tenet, by the way? Did you re-watch Tenet in theaters?
0: I watched Tenet in theaters, and the audio system was so bad, but it was also a dialogue-driven movie, so I missed some dialogue. But I I don't think I re-watched it, no. Yeah, okay. The Nolan movies that I've re-watched more than once, at least, are his Batman movies and also Interstellar. Mm hmm, yeah. Memento 2, all great.
1: True. Dunkirk?
0: I don't remember when I saw Dunkirk. What?
1: Did you see it in theaters?
0: I don't know if I saw it in theaters or at home. Okay, what did you think? I don't remember. I remember thinking it was okay. <laughs> what?
1: How could you? My god, I love Dunkirk. I think it's one of his best. You need to see it again.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I remember Tom Hardy was in it, Harry Styles was in it.
1: Right, those are the things that a 16-year-old would remember or whenever (laughs) the movie came out. Uh, Killian Murphy was in it as well. And who else? Uh, Barry Keegan was in it.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't even remember him in it.
1: When did you watch it? Uh, I watched it in theaters when it came out. And actually, I was so pissed that day because I went to see it with a friend. And I think it was R-rated, at least where I was watching it in Vietnam. And Mm. when we went to the cinema to see it in IMAX, he fully knew it was R-rated. And he was telling the staff member that he was 16. Uh Like, why would you advertise that you're underage (laughs) when you're going to see a movie? And then she was like, sorry, we can't let you in. Oh, and i've never heard that in vietnam i've never heard anyone say you can't do something nothing is not allowed there oh wow so we had we ended up having to go to a shitty theater in parks and paragon do you remember parks and paragon
0: yes yes
1: oh. so yeah we watched it there and i was just so pissed the entire time i was watching it <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Dude, we used to go to Paragon.
1: Yeah, we did. I think it's closed now entirely.
0: Damn, I'm not surprised. Yeah, true. Shit. Jack Lowden was in Dunkirk.
1: Oh, really? I don't remember him in it.
0: Yeah, Kenneth Branagh too. Yeah,
1: I remember him. He was in it.
0: Okay, I was gonna say like, okay, after watching Dunkirk, shortly after I watched 1917, which came out two years after, so maybe that... That time period made a difference, but I thought 1917 was a great movie.
1: Yeah, it was good, but I thought it was...
0: And enjoyed it more than Dunkirk.
1: Oh, okay. I enjoyed Dunkirk more. I liked 1917. It's just that I felt felt like a kind of... The whole making it look like one single shot deal felt like kind of a gimmick or... Okay. Like an accessory that was not necessary.
0: But that wasn't the point while you were watching the movie, though. Like, it was one part of... The filmmaking
1: yeah true i mean i guess there was a purpose it i guess it w- was just there to kind of it was about the perspective following that protagonist or whatever but i i don't know i just didn't enjoy it it felt too self-important
0: it looked really nice though the the supposed one take
1: yeah it did but i think dunkirk is i just think dunkirk is better
0: mm, okay
1: did you see atonement by the way Another Joe Wright movie?
0: I don't think so. I'm probably when I was really young. Oh, okay. And I probably didn't understand much of it, but
1: Yeah, I mean a really different movie, but Yeah,
0: my parents were really into it. those weird sappy romance movies. Oh,
1: speaking of your parents, talk about how your name came to be, Selena.
0: Oh. Oh, my name is based on a movie based on a real Spanish singer, Selena played by jennifer lopez in the movie selena even though my parents spelled it wrong i don't know if it was intentional
1: (laughs) is it not normally spelled that way you need to ask
0: them okay okay i will even if it was unintentional there are people who exist named selena spelled the same way and there are places in the u.s called selena yeah is it not common it's uncommon but there there are okay what does your name mean
1: (laughs) um it's purely korean it's not based on chinese
0: Mm.
1: it means some adjective and then pine cone Uh, i'm looking up the the english word for the adjective right now right so it says it means delicate soft gentle
0: pine cone and then
1: pine cone
0: oh wow yeah i feel like we've covered a lot of barbie is there anything else that we haven't talked about
1: i think that's pretty much it for me about you
0: Oh, okay, one one last thing I think that might be relevant. So this movie is about a product by a company that wants to make money off the product, but it's also featured, the company is also featured in the movie. How do you feel about that? Like Mattel, Mattel's involvement, Mattel's appearance, how the movie treats corporate culture slash brand culture?
1: I just thought that whole Mattel and Will Ferrell bit was sort of unnecessary. I didn't really think about it, to be honest. it sounds like you have thoughts about it. What do you think?
0: Not really, no. I feel like it, even though though the brand is involved, the movie stands alone. Yeah, true. Without the brand. Also a testament to Greta Gerwig. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess it's another just one of the meta elements in the movie where they point to the corporation of Barbie. And also... It didn't take a stand on corporate culture. Like, oh yeah, at first Will Ferrell shows up and he seems antagonistic. He wants to capture Barbie. And at the end, you know, he he makes peace with all the Barbies in Barbie land. And they're going to create an ordinary Barbie. So it's not... I don't know. It's It's just there, but there's nothing... There's no, like
1: i mean it is making some sort of comment about mm-hmm. powerful people
0: yeah that's true
1: in these positions in the real world like how they're all men and how their meetings are really mm-hmm. pointless and inane mm-hmm. and it's just like using that as like a comedic sort of yeah way to
0: criticize things yeah no it was very very self-aware and it's it's interesting that, I mean, it's cool that Mattel agreed to this, agreed to be made fun of while being featured, yeah. but um, yeah, speaking of the board meetings, I, so I found the movie so relatable in a few ways. Um, so in one of the board meetings, Will Ferrell says, EOD, which means end of day, and I literally use that for my workplace. I send my boss an EOD update, and the tagline is literally, Selena, EOD update.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we do that, too, at work.
0: Yeah, I just, I found that so funny, because I, I started using that in my office work environment, mm-hmm. and it's just so, yeah, so yeah, relatable. universal. And at the, so the ending of Barbie, when she goes into this office building after becoming human, and she asks to see her gynecologist. What? I... <laughs> Okay, I don't know if this is TMI for listeners, but I I recently also had an experience where my supervisors from Columbia when I was working there, said I need to see a gynecologist if I haven't done so yet.
1: But are you saying that it's like an office thing where you talk about having to go to the gynecologist? It's like a
0: health checkup thing. Right, like okay. an, a, Apparently here in the States, it's like an essential health checkup thing for huh. women.
1: Or another funny thing I want to bring up was how they talk about the kens and barbies not having any genitalia
0: yes yes we need to talk about that we We somehow
1: managed to bring up genitalia in every episode of this
0: dude
1: yeah like that part when somebody i I forgot exactly what was like what's under these pants and they say it's just like a smooth bulge oh yeah
0: Dude, yeah, see, the movie was funny. Was... Yeah. The part I remember is when they got into the real world, Barbie and Ken started ranting very casually about how none of them has genitalia or <laughs> boobs. <laughs> no, they have boobs. I don't remember. I might be making that up, but...
1: Oh, they didn't say boobs.
0: Okay. <laughs> but she was, like, telling some random guy on the street, oh, yeah, none of us have X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can't believe we're saying Boobs.
0: On this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need to delete this. We need to cut this. Yeah, maybe. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Are you editing? <laughs> yeah. So, Barbie, I found delightful. It's also one of those movies where I feel like I could definitely rewatch again and again just because it's so fun. Like, clueless type yeah, of Yeah, it fun. could be a
1: comfort movie. It
0: is, yes. Definitely. Whereas Oppenheimer, I don't know if I could sit through three hours shortly <sighs> after my first viewing.
1: No, again. that's not a good sign. <laughs> but just as someone who's like interested in science, or I guess I'm not interested anymore, mm-hmm. but this was a period when all the best scientists were alive. And they all worked on one thing together. And that's really interesting and remarkable. Yeah. So I'm excited for that.
0: So So I learned a lot about... Some of these scientists and their work taking Brian Green's class.
1: Wow, junior name year. dropping. Brian Green.
0: <laughs> Brian Green. Um, you can Google him if you don't know him. You should know him. Mm-hmm. But we're going to cut this part out. But I told Mark this movie is Brian Green's wet dream.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> you should leave that in. Yeah.
0: So we learned about like Niels Bohr, uh-huh. Heisenberg, everyone in his class.
1: that's what i'm saying if you if you're a person who likes physics you're probably gonna like this movie just because of the content i don't know i'm excited i I mean
0: fuck i i want to talk about this movie already but i will hold back okay we can save this
1: do you think you can wait three weeks until we can talk about it
0: i think i would yeah
1: okay do you think you'll remember
0: yeah seeing it on imax imprints everything into your brain
1: (laughs) i won't be able to see it in imax it'll just be dolby
0: Dolby's good, too. It's a very sound-driven movie, too, so probably better.
1: Yeah, true. It's only decent sound system I've experienced here.
0: Oh, I forgot to say, on the day that I went to watch Barbie with my friend, Mark, mm-hmm. he started calling everybody he met Barbie. <laughs> so, like, the, <laughs> the lady who scanned our tickets, he said, Thank you, Barbie. <laughs> oh,
1: that's cute.
0: I know, and then there, were, there was this one guy with his dog by the toilet, and... He waved at the dog and was like, hi, Barbie. <laughs> and, and the owner started laughing and was like, ha ha, yeah.
1: <laughs> so he was saying this to all, like, all, it's yeah. just Barbies, all the women and dogs.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no Kens?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, no one cares about Ken. It's <laughs> fine. One last thing. How did you feel about Ken becoming somewhat of a focus in the latter part of the movie? Because that's one of the, I don't know if criticism or comment is the right term to describe this, but people have been talking about that as well. I liked
1: it. I thought because the movie had been so centered on Barbie the whole time, it really we really needed to see Ken's perspective.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I really liked that they went that direction. Also just made his character meaningful in the movie.
1: Yeah, and it balanced the movie out more. Mm-hmm.
0: Gender wise, as well, yeah. Barbie was a good time, and I can't wait until we talk about Oppenheimer. Me too. All right, I'm gonna get Vietnamese food later.
1: Lucky, I oh. oh, miss, I hate you.
0: Hate me, yes, hate me. Where
1: okay. in New Jersey,
0: Manhattan, Chinatown, um, East Village. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm gonna go practice driving with my colleague after.
1: Uh, what what car?
0: Zip car. So it's like a rental, hourly rental.
1: Dude, drive! Oh, you just reminded me I have to drive tomorrow in like eight hours.
0: Aren't you used to it by now?
1: Yeah, but then sometimes something traumatic happens that you don't expect.
0: (laughs) Really? Oh my gosh, I'm scared now.
1: Oh no, don't be. You'll be fine.
0: That's all we have to say about Barbie for today. Thank you for listening to Real Talk. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. This has been a Real Talk. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie.